0: What do you think is like a non-obvious factor in whether a rookie makes it or not? Can you think of anything that's like the intangibles?
1: It's really work ethic. Like you gotta, you gotta be able to get in the gym. Like, and a lot of it is mental, especially rookie. You're like. Everybody can play, like especially in the WNBA. It's only 144 spots, 12 teams, yeah. like so. Everybody was a star at their college, like yeah. everybody's good, you know. Everybody was maybe an All-American, at least All-Conference in their college period. So that's really not even the issue. It's like learning the game, like a lot of that stuff is mental. I mean, you know, too, like the the best players know the ins and outs of the game.
0: Welcome to the Players' Pod, where we talk to the biggest names in women's sports about the untold stories behind their success. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and my guest today is Arike Agumbawale. Arike Agumbawale might be best described as a basketball legend in the making. At Notre Dame, she famously scored back-to-back game winners to lead her team to the national championship in 2018. And in just three years in the WNBA, she's already been named an All-Star Game MVP, won the WNBA scoring title, and been selected to the All-WNBA First Team. Arike is here today to talk all things basketball and take us behind the scenes of the WNBA. Arike, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: How you doing? Where, where are we finding you today? Uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas, getting ready for nice. training camp next week. Yeah, you guys start up soon, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. i on the 17th, so I'm excited about that.
0: Nice. Well, today... We're recording and it's the night before the WNBA draft. So I'm curious to hear if you guys, if you want to guess who's going to go one, two, three tomorrow. And then when this airs, we can see how right you were. I And just so the listeners know, so it's the order is Atlanta dream, Indiana fever, Washington mystics. mm, So who's who's going one, two, three.
1: I say Ryan Howard goes number one, Nelissa two, and Shakira Austin, I think three.
0: Okay. All right. How much attention do WNBA players pay to the college draft and like to the college game?
1: It depends like so I was overseas for a little bit then I was in Russia and you know the war happened so I came here yeah so overseas it's a lot harder like obviously the games at seven o'clock are like 3 a.m. so I'm not staying up to watch nobody play yeah but when I'm in America like I always catch the catch the game so since I've been here I've watched a lot and I've been pretty impressed too so but I I feel like the people in the states stay tuned in especially if it's on TV so for sure
0: I want to talk about WNBA, but I first want to talk about your college career. You played at Notre Dame. You have an insane like story of your national championship Aww. game or, you know, run to the national championship in 2018. Uh, you scored back to back buzzer beaters, which I watched them this morning in preparation for this and like, <laughs> which is like, oh my God, I like, got goosebumps, got goosebumps watching the semi-final and then Mm. watching the final the youtube clip that i watched like everyone who's listening should go watch this if you haven't seen it but it showed all the different perspectives of camera angles so there was like you on the court there was one zoomed out there was one like the announcers there was one on your coach and it was just so insane to watch but talk to me a little bit about that run and and just like what that was like
1: yeah it was crazy i mean the whole year was crazy we had like four ACL tears. So we really were going like oh, six, seven deep the whole season, which honestly, like looking back, it's a blessing because you can make a mistake and coach can't pull you out. So we out there doing whatever. I'm shooting whatever. I know she looked out of it. She's probably pissed and she can't put nobody
0: else in. That is great <laughs> so that, that, that you're probably, admitting that.
1: Yeah, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so I bad. always say that to her. So I love junior year. Like it was so like, like I said, we went six, seven deep. So four ACL tears, but it was, it was a crazy run. Like it, it was really crazy, but yeah we we did it, but I, yeah, anytime I see those shots, like especially around Marsh Madness, I obviously get tagged in it a lot, like you see it a lot, not just sit and watch it like, "Wow, like it was crazy.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So what made you choose Notre Dame?
1: Uh well both of my parents are educators, so they they were big on me choosing a school that had good academics and then Notre Dame really had both and it was close to home, like it's only three and a half hours. I'm from Wisconsin, so you know my parents were able to come to every game, drive up for every game and it really just, you know, had the best of both worlds. Good academic, you know, I uh majored in business, so I graduated from there. Uh and basketball was top five, so it was really a perfect fit for me. And then the coaching staff, you know, I fell in love with them. they You know they are always show love in college they uh i mean high school they came to a lot of games you know Mm -hmm. i just felt like it would be a family and you know my parents felt comfortable sending me there and they knew they would take care of me so it turned out really good
0: can you talk a little bit about about, like how your progression went through college because you came in you were more of a reserve your freshman year and then sophomore year found yourself on the floor and then obviously junior year you have literally what dreams are made of when it comes to Mm. College moments and the end of your junior year, like that's just I. I went to Stanford, never won a championship, mm-hmm. like lost in the final. So, can you talk about your progression as a college mm-hmm. athlete and like what what helped you and how that went?
1: Yeah, it was rough. I mean, obviously, people see you know win a national championship and just everything that happened junior year, senior year, but like freshman year, like especially coming in, like I was a top five player, McDonald's all American. Like you, mm. you obviously have all these expectations and you get there. I'm coming off the bench. Like some games not playing. I'm like, what, what, what is this? Like, how, how did you handle it
0: though? Like, I'm curious, like what yeah. was your mindset?
1: Yeah, it was tough. Like for sure. Like it definitely is all about trusting the process. Like, especially now, you know, I love that, you know, kids are able to, you know, transfer, do whatever they want. But a lot of times you just got to stick through. I wanted to leave my freshman year and if I would have left, you know, you never know what, what would have happened. Like I ended up winning a national championship junior year. That might not happen anywhere else. So like, yeah, it's all about just trusting the process, trusting yourself and, you know you really just got to put the work in like i thought i was working i get there i'm not playing i'm like okay i have to work harder so after my freshman year i was a little chubby freshman too i i went home you know <laughs> i had to have my mom cook a whole bunch of food i was in the gym like twice a day like i just had to grind cuz i'm like i know you know what I want to be I know what I can be and obviously you know coach McGraw she's a hall of fame coach so she's not not playing me for no reason so you know it has to be me so I definitely just had to get back in the gym and work but yeah it was definitely tough I had you know a couple conversations and Niel she's the head coach now but she was uh the sister coach at the time I'm telling her, like I, I want to go like I want to leave and my parents really? though you thought yeah. about leaving I thought about leaving. My parents were never going to let me leave. So I, I thought I was doing something, saying I wasn't leave, but I wasn't going anywhere at the end of the day. But, <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, this is crazy. But like I said, it's all about trusting the process. Like, you just got to work. So that's what I did after that summer. Then, obviously, I came back and things got better. You know, I got better. So it was definitely tough my freshman year. It was, it was a roller coaster for sure.
0: Yeah, there's, there's certainly a jump from high school athletics to college athletics. And- oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's interesting how people handle it and, Mm -hmm. you know, especially coming out of college or high school, being top, top recruit, you know, that sort of thing. And then having to, to go through the grind and, and get in the gym and that, and that thing. So going into the junior season, junior year season, did you think that you could win it all?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we had a really, really solid team. I mean, our whole, well, I mean junior year but still but we had a really good team like and then we got uh, Jessica Shepherd cleared and she was a transfer from uh Nebraska so she was able to play that year so our our starting five was pretty solid but I also didn't know too like I said we had four ACL here, so we were going 6 7 deep like it was it was definitely a roller coaster there too but we still had a good record we, was, we were always uh top 5 but I mean I always think you know I can win something so I definitely yeah. you know came into that season like yeah we're going to win this and you know it turns out that happened
0: I love that. So your buzzer beater in the semifinals, incredible. But finals, the way that you fight to get the ball, get down to the baseline, you're shooting it basically off one leg. <laughs> I heard I heard you give a little bit of a blurb afterwards saying like you weren't even intended for the ball. They were trying to get it to another teammate. Mm. And you're like, no, I just like, I got to get the ball because she's being double teamed. Can you talk about, were you even thinking like what was that like because those are those are just like again dream moments
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i me being me like i'm always gonna come to the ball you know at the end of the game but we were like our first uh look was just because they uh big t she just filed out so they had like a freshman or sophomore like post on her so we wanted to get her the ball but the person read it and went so yeah so i had to go to the ball and I mean, it, it turned out good, but yeah, it was, those three seconds felt like
0: a lifetime, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was awesome to watch. Complete high of a career, junior year, senior year, ends in, you're in the final against Baylor mm. at the free throw line. You take two, miss one. You guys lose by one point. Can you talk about that moment?
1: Yeah, that was it's like I mean, I feel like no college, you know, player has had to go through that like you're at the top high the year before then literally the bottom like in the championship, you know, lost and I really didn't even get time to mourn, which I guess is good because the draft was literally, like, two days later. Like, everything just happened so fast. But, uh, you know, it's a blessing I was able to experience that, like, and that just shows, you know, you can never get too high, too low. Like, things happen every day at the end of the day is basketball. Obviously, it hurt a lot, but, you know i I knew you know the future I was gonna have, so but it was definitely tough, like I still think about it a little bit, like I could really could maybe have two championships, but you know everything happens for a reason, but that was definitely a tough one to go through
0: for sure, if it makes you feel any better, I got two yellows in my final of my senior year and got so in soccer, in the final? It's the red card, yeah, yeah, yeah. so oh, I know yeah, I, I used last- to play. I spent the last 15 minutes of my senior season in, or my college career in the locker room watching my team lose. So yeah, I don't know which one of us had it that's worse. Sad. I don't know, <laughs> but I, I like was like, man, I feel for her. Like that is tough. Uh, yeah. Which, which moment do you look back on more? Like which moment actually comes to, like comes up in your mind more? Like winning a national championship or the missing the the final shot?
1: Yeah, winning for sure. Like really you, good for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, cause at the end of the day, what, what, what can I do about it? Like, and, and a lot of people probably don't even remember the senior year missing or they do whatever, but like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember the, you know, the wins, you just try to focus on the wins in the past. I don't really try not to think about that. Like when I miss a free throw in a game now or something, like I always think about the national championship, like oh. that always comes to my mind when I'm on the free throw line. But other than that, that's about the only time I think about it.
0: How's your free throw percentage been in the league? good it's yeah. been pretty solid I don't even know what it is but it's been pretty solid all right I was curious if that like drove you to be like never again Well I miss yeah uh, I <laughs> wish sure. but no, yeah I still yeah, yeah I know <laughs> it's not, yeah, that's not how it works unfortunately <laughs> um so you you touched on a little bit of the coaching staff at Notre Dame it's Neil Ivy right mm-hmm. so she was your assistant coach while you were at Notre Dame she's now the head coach it's her second mm-hmm. year um they made it to the sweet 16 how do you think she's done at Notre Dame so far
1: She's done really well. I mean, especially, you know, all the adversity and, you know, players come in and out. Like, you just have a new team uh, building, you know, a new team. And we had five, all five of our starters uh, got drafted my senior year. So they really had to start over. Like, we played a lot. So they really had to start over with that. But, you know, she's amazing. She's always been amazing and dedicated to her team, dedicated to us, even, you know, players who played there now. Like, we always keep in touch. She always keeps in touch with alumni and stuff. So, You know she's a great coach. She's a great person. I would play for her. Obviously, I love Coach McGraw too. But like they're they're both just amazing coaches. Like I would love to play for both of them. But uh, yeah, you know I'm excited for her future. And you know the players love her. Uh, It's gonna be it's gonna be good for Notre Dame. That was definitely a great hire.
0: Nice. I love that. Um, And I love that you guys keep in touch. Do do you get back to like games often at all?
1: No, I haven't been because I'm usually overseas during the season. But I think I'm taking a break next year. Maybe we'll see. So I'll try to get down to some games. Nice.
0: So you touched on it a little bit. How you know senior year, miss final shot, lose national championship, but such a fast turnaround and not a lot of time to dwell on that moment because the draft was not even a couple days later. Mm. Um, can you talk like talk a little bit more about that? Because I remember my senior year and it wasn't that quickly of a turnaround by any means. It was like a month, mm. but just. To me, it was still felt very fast to go from playing college soccer and then all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I need an agent. Like, I'm about to get drafted. I'm about to become a professional. Like, what does this all mean? Can you talk about were you like prepared for that? Do you think that was helpful in helping you like move on quickly? Like, would you have wanted more time? I just think it's so crazy that it's so fast.
1: I definitely, you know, would have wanted more time because that's a lot. Like, you get drafted and training camp was like less than a week after that too so like in about two three weeks i go from college to literally a pro like practicing with these girls like it was it was definitely crazy but uh i mean i guess that's just what happens but definitely would want more time you know to just get settled you know get in the gym train just get ready for stuff obviously it's a long season so i would have wanted you know more rest from college going to WNBA but uh it was okay, but definitely I think they got a little bit more time now because the draft is tomorrow. They finished like a week ago, but still a yeah. week is not <laughs> a week. not a lot. Yeah, right. Like that's more time, but it's still a week. That's that's you know very little. So hopefully that can change at some point, but you never know.
0: Yeah, it's 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 like is which one's better having march madness end and then having the draft quickly afterwards everyone's excited they just watch this amazing tournament go down all these players play and then are you know invested in seeing where these players end up like to me i could see the the reasoning behind or the pros behind doing it that way but i feel like for the athlete it's Mm. um pretty quick and probably an absolute whirlwind um (laughs) do you remember your draft night like
1: yeah, a little bit. I mean, I was with my who was there? My parents and one of my brothers uh and we were just at the table waiting to get called. I really didn't know what number I was going to get called, so it was really okay. a surprise yeah, but So uh, had you
0: you hadn't had any did you so you didn't know you were going to go to Dallas?
1: No, like I talked to them like cuz you know, so obviously coaches talk to you like, yep. you know, throughout the time before you let up, but the first time I talked to Dallas was literally like and the night before the draft, like, and I talked to, uh, I think I talked to the coach Brian at the time. And, like, I mean, I don't really even remember what they were talking about. It was all like every coach was about saying the same thing. So I really don't even remember what they were talking about. But I mean, he was interested, but like, I didn't, I didn't know. I really thought I was going to Minnesota at six, to be honest. Mm. But uh, yeah, so then I ended up getting called to Dallas.
0: Did you feel at all like disrespected by going fifth? I mean, me being me, like in my
1: head, I'm like, you I'm like, to, it is what go- it is. I know I can, I know what I'm gonna do in the league, so that's their loss. But you okay. know, I didn't really feel like, like, oh yeah, I gotta prove to them because at the end of the day, like, I'm always about everything happens for a reason. So I wasn't, you know, meant to go to those places. But uh, and I and I love Dallas now. But I mean, in your head, I'm just like, okay, like that's interesting. But uh, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what turns out in people's, you know, careers. <laughs>
0: For Sure. Well, you and I bring that up because you've done very, very well. And not to say Mm. that the people who were taken ahead of you Mm. um, haven't done well. But uh, you guys have both are the only like uh, Nafisa and you're the only two because she was taken sixth Mm. are the two who have made the WNBA All-Star game. So it's kind of like. Do you think there was a do you, <laughs> do you think the do you think that was like a little chip on your shoulder going into the league like I'm going to prove to you or are you not that type of player like the you know moments of maybe like that or the miss in your senior game don't motivate you you're just like forward focused
1: Yeah nah. I mean I feel like you know I wouldn't even say underrated cuz I I I don't think that but like even in college like you know people like the media highlights who they want to highlight as well. So, like, that's, like, it's always been the thing. So, like, at this point, like, it's just, like, it is what it is. That's just what happens in women's sports in general. Like, a lot of it is political. So, you know, you just got to grind it out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, you go into your rookie year, and what – did you set any expectations for yourself? Like, how were you feeling going into that? Did you – was there any part of you that was like, oh, this is kind of a high school to college moment where – started you know i was at the top and now i gotta start again at the bottom and work my way in like what was your mindset entering the league rookie season yeah
1: i mean i wanted to dominate you know like (laughs) top. yeah i wanted to dominate but i didn't like even the first couple months like i was still getting used to it like i got i think i got rookie of the month maybe twice out of like the three months or four months too but i still like it was like eh, okay until the last month. Like I just started going crazy. Like something just yeah. clicked. Like after All Star break, something just clicked, and I was just I was just going crazy. So it took me a little while to get comfortable. Plus I was playing point guard, and I'm usually like a two guard. So I was playing point guard my whole rookie year. Like so. And that year just made me, you know, gain so much respect for point guards. Like you're getting pressed, you have to call plays, people not in the right spots. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? Y'all see me struggling up here? Like it's a lot. It's a Can lot you of work. So pay after attention. that, That's exactly. Doing, yeah. No, yeah. So after that, I respect point guards so much. So it was definitely a, a learning experience, but I'm glad I had that year for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, you dropped close to 20 points per game your rookie year, so you didn't seem yeah like you had a problem. But again, WNBA <laughs> is like one of is such a difficult league to crack mm-hmm. especially for rookies for sure um players early in their careers what do you think is like a non-obvious factor in whether a rookie makes it or not can you think of anything that's like the intangibles
1: it's really work ethic like you gotta you gotta be able to get in the gym like and a lot of it is mental especially rookie you're like everybody can play, like, especially in the WNBA, it's only 144 spots, 12 teams, like, so everybody was a star at their college, like, everybody's good, you know, everybody was maybe all American, at least all conference in their college period, so that's really not even the issue, it's like, learning the game, like, a lot of that stuff is mental, I mean, you know, too, like, the, the best players know the ins and outs of the game, like, Basketball IQ, at the, and at the end of the day, everybody in WBA runs the same plays, essentially. So, like, you just got to learn stuff. You got to learn players. So, I think I, like, I had to, like, watch a lot of film and just try to, you know, see different things that I didn't know. Like, because, I mean, the women in WBA are a lot smarter than college. like, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know that I... I mean not I should have known cuz I was young like that I didn't know that I had to learn so definitely like the mental part watching more film and basketball IQ and taking care of your body like mm. I barely stretched in college like I would just get like I remember my first practices and stuff like I'm like what what's taking them so long to warm up like I'm already ready to, I'm already ready to go like and then after last, year, I'm like, shit, my body, like, I need to, I need to get besides, I need to do all of this. So definitely, just are you? Up, are you? You're, you're like 25. <laughs> like, you're um, not. But even, I yeah. don't feel it. My body just be dead. Like, I don't even know how we used to do AAU games, like six games a day and all that. Right.
0: Like,
1: oh my yeah. Gosh. So a lot of stuff it, outside of basketball.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm 33, so I I definitely feel like I think, <laughs> yeah. all, and I play on a team where they're like the average age is probably 24 and. You know, I'm like guys. Like, get on a stretching routine. Like, get on your mobility. (laughs) Like, get your rehab right. Trust me, you want it. It's gonna (laughs) help you long run. Yeah, crazy. So, I want to talk a little bit about Russia playing over there. You were there this past winter, and you were there when Russia invaded Ukraine. So, talk about how that went down. Like, what was that like? What happened for you guys? Yeah. And for you specifically.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a really chill person. And obviously, like, the U.S. is getting more... Like, I'm not watching the news in Russia. instead of Russian. So, like, I'm talking about family. <laughs> i not going to help like, anyway. Like, you're, yeah, you're facts. There's no point Russia. to stress yeah. myself out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, everybody's texting me. Like, you need to get out. You need to do this. So I'm like, I mean, I'm all right. And Russia was okay. Like, because obviously they in- uh, invaded Ukraine. So, like, yeah. it's not like it was action, like, in Russia. So, like... We're going to the stores. Like, I'm going to restaurants. Like, but it's like you're just seeing on your phone, like, all of this is going on. Like, and where I am in Kursk, it was like, it was pretty close to the border. So, like, I'm like, me and my teammates are texting, like, I'm literally hearing like air. Something stuff is going on in the air every night. I'm I'm like, do y'all hear that? Or am I just being paranoid? No, they're like, no, we hear like air activity. So I don't know what was going on up there. But like every night you would hear stuff and I'm just like, oh wow, yeah, this is getting crazy. But it wasn't like as as bad as Ukraine, obviously, but like they were starting to cancel flights back to the USA, like canceling American cars and stuff. So we had to get out of there.
0: So how did, how quickly were, did you realize, okay, this is serious. I need to get home because it's very uncertain what's going to happen in these coming days, hours, days, weeks, like how, how, you know, you, you said it was kind of business as usual in Russia, mm. but again, Russia was the one who was invading Ukraine. Mm. Um, so how quickly did you make that decision? Like, I got to get home.
1: Uh, it took a little bit. Like, I don't even know when the war started, but I didn't leave till March 1st, oh, but okay. like whenever I did get the flight, like it was like the day before and then I was out,
0: like, the next day. Was the season over or? Nah, they're still playing now actually. Oh, they are. So you were were like, I'm out, like contract, did you break your contract or what was it? Yeah, like,
1: so all the Americans pretty much end up leaving from like every team in Russia, but like the Russian league is, they're in playoffs right now. So all the Russians are still there playing as if, you know, nothing's going on, but all the Americans are out. So it's definitely crazy. Dang, that's
0: wild. So crazy. After your first season, did you go over to Russia Like, have you been going each off season?
1: My first year I was in Turkey and then my, the last two years I was in Russia.
0: Which do you prefer Turkey or Russia?
1: Well, Russia has a lot more money. So Russia, (laughs) but Turkey, like Turkey's beautiful. Like I love Turkey, the food, like the, the culture is amazing. The food is amazing. Like literally amazing. I don't know what they do out there, but it's so fresh and good. But Mm. I like Russia's culture too. Like my teammates, I love my teammates and like, you know, the, the organization and all that stuff, but I, I'm definitely a big Turkey fan.
0: Do you think that you'll go back and play abroad next season? Like, do you think that you'll make this a consistent thing? Uh,
1: I mean, I, I might take a break next year. I don't know. It just depends on, you know, I don't know. I guess it just depends on when I get there, like yeah. when it, when we get to that time. So we'll see, you know, what they're talking about. I'm not opposed to going overseas either, but we'll see.
0: Is it the type of thing where you guys line up, a co- like how, how far out are you planning? Okay. I'm I'm going to sign a contract. I'm going to go overseas. Like, is it a couple months in Pretty advance? Early. Like, okay.
1: It depends. Like, cause I mean, you could sign later too, but like last year when I was in Russia, like I signed even before the season to that same team. Like, so I do like around this time already that I was going back to the team, like, Got but it. this year, like I, I didn't sign back. So now it's open. Like I could sign with another team or stay in America like we'll see I'm just taking my time with this one but like if like I knew for sure I was going overseas I probably would have signed somewhere already
0: yeah that Mm -hmm. makes sense speaking of of not playing overseas you just signed a nice big contract extension with the Dallas Wings which congrats proud of you you appreciate it (laughs) yeah um do you think that's influencing a little bit of like I would rather stay here focus on WNBA or like is that any part of it
1: I think the biggest part is just building my brand more because at the end of the day, you know, WNBA is like four or five months and we're overseas for like seven months. Like, obviously, it's not a lot of visibility over there in America. And plus, you know, women's sports is excelling right now too so like it's it's a great time to just build your brand and you know just be here be visible to uh different you know companies and stuff so that's really more of my focus right now just trying to decide what I'm going to do with that because you know year four like it's you're getting more comfortable with stuff like that so definitely time to expand and do different things in America because at the end of the day this is where I'm from this is where I'll be so that's pretty much you know my thinking right now
0: yeah um did you buy anything after you signed on the dotted line, the contract extension?
1: No, I mean, I bought a house last year before nice. that, but I actually did just buy a car yesterday. So that, oh. I guess that's my first big <laughs> big purchase since then. Well, but what'd uh, you get? Oh, and I bought a chain when I got that contract. <laughs> but uh, I got, <laughs> so Love I did. It. But I just got an Audi, uh, nice. Audi truck. It's nice. So I'm oh. excited to get that one.
0: Sweet. Was that something like, how soon did you realize or decide, like, hey, you know what? if I can be in Dallas long-term, I want to be in Dallas long-term.
1: I mean, I, I pretty much knew, especially after the first couple of years, like I, I really like Dallas too. And at the end of the day, like with WBA contracts, like even if I didn't like Dallas, I probably would have had to go back cause they're able to match whoever somebody matches. So I'm like, Got might it. as well commit. You have no choice either, but I love Dallas. So I would have chosen even if I didn't have to, but uh, so it just worked out perfectly.
0: What's your favorite thing about living in Texas?
1: Pff, food. I mean, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Like, like, there's Very literally different. like restaurants Very different. and like it's just not the same. Like there's a nice restaurant on every corner. Like you can order anything here. So I I guess it's really the food, which is a fat answer, but whatever. <laughs> the food <laughs> is great. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm
0: all for it. Big.
1: Food. What's your least favorite thing? Driving. Like I said, I'm yeah. from Milwaukee. Like the furthest time I drive is like fifteen, ten minutes. Like in off season, like where I lift at, it's like 35 minutes away. I'm like, oh mm. my God. Yeah. There's a lot of driving out here.
0: But Hey, you just got yourself a nice new car. Yeah. So you'll exactly. enjoy now I'll be driving like comfortably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, your brother plays for the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your relationship like growing up? Were you guys super competitive? Did you motivate each other?
1: Yeah. Super competitive. And our story is a little different. Cause I was always a top player. Like he was he was lower, like, he was a walk-on in college, like, all of that, so he really had to, you know, grind to get where he's at, so that's definitely, he's, I always say, he's one of my biggest motivations, just how he, you know, overcame a lot, just how he never gave up, you know, wasn't drafted, all that stuff, and just was able to, you know, come out and still end up where he is, but, yeah, that's, like, one of my best friends still to this day, I mean, obviously, to this day, it's my brother, but it's, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, You're like, the closest, him. right? <laughs> yeah, he we're really, really, really close, so that's my guy, and he, like, helped me with my draft stuff too. Like him already being a professional, like he, I signed with his financial advisor, like Mm. just a lot of stuff that he was able to guide me through since he already, you know, went through it. So that definitely helped a ton.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you guys make it to um, each other's games often? Yeah.
1: He tries to to come to mind a lot and he just got a house here like a month ago. So he'll be here too, but so it's perfect. Yeah.
0: That's so great. Well, speaking of financials, we play different sports. Uh, we went to rival colleges, but we're both just women sports investors. So yeah. is investing something you're interested in long-term? Like what got, actually what got you interested in, or like what piqued your interest in investing?
1: I mean, my financial advisor, like he, you know, he's made that a point to do that. And then we were, uh, especially with just women's sports, like we were presented this opportunity and that's the perfect thing to invest in. Like before that, I mean, I honestly don't know what he was investing in, but he controls the money, but like this one was more like, you know, do you want to do this? And like, of course, you know, like I said, women's sports is really getting big now and people are looking at it and then it's excelling. And, you know, I definitely want to be a part of that and help it. And plus I'm, you know, a female athlete. So this is my living. So, you know, anything I can to help the platform, that's what I'm going to do. And Just Women's Sports is doing amazing. Like, you know, they've just been covering, you know, women's sports, all sports so well. So I'm just really excited about that in the future of this, but definitely just investing in things, you know, trying to put your money in the right places, what you talk about all day and, you know, try to make a difference.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I feel like um there's been a big shift in like sports culture Mm -hmm. among athletes over these last few years, where like the cool thing used to be like you know new car, like chain, like show you know like clothes, whatever. But now it's almost like athletes are bragging rights is around like oh I invested in this company or I'm part of this startup. Um, do you feel like you've noticed that too?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I think it like, I'm, I love that shift. I think it's so smart because sports can, I think sports influences culture, society so much. Mm -hmm. And, and also I like, see, I, I appreciate that hopefully athletes can be role models in the sense of like okay i'm not gonna go spend money on this i'm actually gonna put like i'm gonna invest my money i'm gonna be financially responsible like those sorts of things obviously investing in startups is a risk but i love that that's like a shift that's happened and Mm -hmm. um, and it's cool that you know it's happening not only like you're seeing it too you're feeling it too you're you're obviously Mm -hmm. doing it all right i want to talk about last year's all-star game so last year's all (laughs) you got a big smile (laughs) on your face so last year's all-star game it was team usa versus the WNBA all-stars and this was right before team usa it was like their pre-camp going into tokyo what has your involvement been in team usa like leading up to that game Mm -hmm. uh i mean i've
1: been doing team usa since i was like 16 and even leading up to that game like i went to Puerto Rico with them. Uh, I went to Argentina with them. I think like the year before. So I've been on a lot of different things with USA.
0: Were you? Was any part of you going into that game? Since you know the roster had been named for Tokyo, you mm-hmm. obviously weren't on it, but you were a WNBA All Star. Like, how much of you was like, "All right, they didn't pick me to go to Tokyo. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe show them what they missed out on."
1: I mean, honestly, that really wasn't like my motivation. Like. I mean, the people around me was like, yeah, you need to go kill them. Like, they should have put you on the team. I'm like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I'm young. Like, I'm sure I'll be on the next team. Like, obviously, I don't want to be on the team, but I'm still young. So, it just wasn't my time. But, uh, it, I mean, it definitely felt good to ball. I wanted to ball out regardless. But it was my first All-Star, too. So, I didn't really know what to expect. Like, expect. I just wanted to go out there and have fun. But I guess I had a little bit more fun than I was expecting. It was great. <laughs>
0: yeah. You. Well, you – Dropped 26 points, won MVP, and led the team to a win. So WNBA All-Stars beat Team USA going Mm -hmm. to Tokyo, which I saw that and I was like, ee, that's not great for Team USA Like going to the Olympics. I hope they figure it out. Did you talk any trash during the game? Are you a trash talker?
1: Not really, unless somebody talks to me. Like, I'm really just chilling.
0: (laughs) I think I talk to the refs more than anybody. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. And typically it's WNBA... (laughs) All star two all star teams, mm-hmm. so like it being Team USA versus W all WNBA all stars. I feel like it makes it an actual game because most all star yeah. games when it's like everybody's an all star, you're playing like especially NBA the guy like there's those all star games right right. It's right. just them having fun shooting. Mm-hmm. So this like probably it felt like it was like charged and I mean they was... had real
1: plays like there yeah. was real defense and everything. I'm like oh yeah. this is a game.
0: <laughs> I mean it's it's pretty incredible that you guys they had time together and mm. then you guys were a bunch of people pulled from separate you know you were the WNB mm. all-stars like pulled from separate teams had very little time probably to prepare so what do you think one
1: practice literally yeah like
0: <laughs> what how did you guys put together a win
1: I mean so at our like
0: our well, our only practice uh
1: coach Lisa and coach Thompson they like before the practice, they were like, okay, so who wants to go out here and just play around? And who actually wants to win? Because we want to win. So we were like, I mean, shit, we want to win, too. So, like, then we were like, all right, we're going to compete. And, you know, they were on it, too, as coaches. Like, that we were getting yelled at and everything. So it was definitely it was definitely serious. But, I mean, that just shows, you know how American basketball is just amazing like like you said like if we could beat Team USA and Team USA went out there and you know murdered everybody like so that just goes to show like we have a a lot of a lot of killers in you know the states.
0: Yeah it is I mean WNBA is stacked like there's no other Mm -hmm. way to to say it. Like you said it's you have about a week until this next season or preseason starts right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how are you looking at this upcoming year? Are there any personal goals that you've set out for this specific year and season?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I have a feeling this is going to be, you know, one of my best years. I guess it's on record. Yes, so Now say I need to no let I mean, I've been, <laughs> I I've been really, you know, locked in, training, you know, eating right, getting in the gym. Like, I just feel really, really good. So, uh, you know, I'm really, really excited for this season to start. Um, yeah, no,
0: I feel really good about it. Is there anything that you did – you didn't really have an offseason, you were in Russia, but that you – like, after last season ended that you have focused on knowing that you wanted to do a specific thing this season? Like, is there anything you've changed in these past couple months?
1: Yeah, like, really, like, rehab stuff. Like, Mm. I've been getting on, like, some hip mobility stuff and, like, a lot, lot more stretching and lifting, too. Like, last year overseas season, I didn't really, like, lock into working out for WNBA season until like February but like I started right away in like November like and it wasn't anything like crazy but I just wanted to make sure my body was okay so by the time I got here like I didn't have to like stress about getting back in shape and doing this doing that so I tried to you know focus a lot more on that you know in October November so now I just feel really good so I'm excited about that.
0: Uh, How long is preseason for you guys?
1: So it starts the 17th, and then our first, like, preseason game is the 25th, so we what? really practice for, like, a, yeah, wow. so we start training camp 17th, and then we go to Chicago and play them on the 25th, and then I think another game on, like, the third or something, and then our first game is on the 7th, so not long at all.
0: <laughs> okay, so you, you, 17th of April, and then May 7th is first game? Yeah. Wow, and you're playing mm-hmm. Chicago in your preseason game, that's quite, uh, Uh, team to play right right (laughs) (laughs) right literally (laughs) starting off on a bang that's that's awesome do you enjoy preseason? like I feel like some players are like oh like I just want to get to season like do you enjoy the process of put like laying down the foundation for the season
1: um well this is my first training camp since rookie year because the last two years like because really like I would still be overseas right now until probably like two days before the first game like I didn't come back until like two days before our first game last oh, year. wow. And we still won't have players. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really tight. Like, there's still WNBA players in Turkey and overseas that probably won't be back. They'll definitely miss a couple of the first games of the season. Like, that, uh, like, time between each other is not long at all. So, this is really, like, a break for me. Like, me being done March 1st, like, I get, like, a couple months to get ready, which is nothing. But at the end of the day, it's a lot more than I got last year, which was two days. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so that it's, it's a quick turnaround.
0: All right, I'm gonna ask some fun WNBA questions. First one: Who's your all-time starting five in the WNBA? Sheesh, I know that's Um, a big one.
1: I know, right? I'll have to go. Sill at the five. I love her. Diana at the two. Maya at the three. I don't know if they play two three, whatever. Maya at the three. Probably say Sue at the one and. Candice at the four it's good clearly I'm young these are all people that are still playing now like sorry to all the other players I mean I I obviously didn't watch them that much but yeah, yeah those five I have to go with them
0: yeah nice all right who do you think is the most underrated player in the league dang that's a good question after I played with Natasha
1: Howard this past season she's so 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 good I have to go with her like even you know like she won championships with Seattle and she doesn't get talked about enough. But I don't think they could have won without her because she's amazing, really. So she finishes everything. Her footwork is amazing. So I have to go with her.
0: Cool. All right, who's your favorite player to go against?
1: I say Cordy Williams just because she always chatting. That's that's my dog. <laughs> but she's always chatting. Like I said, I don't trash talk, but anytime I play her, I'm talking because she's just talking. So I got to talk too. So
0: <laughs> all right, this is this is a follow up. Who's who's who talks the best trash? I
1: say Diana because she really don't care what she say. Like, I' don't some, care some what she says to anybody. Some of her
0: mic'd up moments, I'm like hilarious. I, she like, was getting attacked like on the
1: bench when she was out like every game. I'm like, what is she even down there saying? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going on? She get kicked out and everything.
0: Oh my god! I, I was I was hoping you'd say her because I feel like that's I've always, I've I've heard a lot of people say that. Um, yeah. And then even listening to something, I'm like. It's hilarious, but it's- it, is, it is hilarious. <laughs> uh, who has the best handles in the WNBA
1: besides yourself? I was about to say me. Uh, <laughs> nice. uh, besides myself, hmm. I'll say Kennedy Carter. She she has a she has a really good handle. And I played against her in college. She's she's good.
0: She's solid. Nice. And then if you could recruit or bring any player to the wings, Stewie who would it be? Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even finish it.
1: <laughs> Stewie. She's amazing. Oh, I think everybody is... would love to play with Stewie.
0: Yeah. She's, she's fun to watch. Um, mm. She's also a very cool individual. We had her on the pod and I love my conversation with her. Closing questions and they're quick hitters. They don't have to be. But if you weren't a professional basketball player, what would you be doing?
1: Soccer. I want
0: three state championships at <gasps> high school. Wait, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, Hold on. Uh, no, wait, I, I didn't know that you were player. why is nobody telling me this? Okay, so wait, <laughs> when did you make when did you make the change or like when did you make the decision it was gonna be basketball? After
1: freshman year, so they wanted me to play at high school at the team, but I didn't play. But I played one more season of select soccer. And then I was like, I'm just going to stick with basketball. But, but you played- yeah, I was skipping like basketball tournaments for soccer when I was younger. Like soccer was, that was my thing. Really? Yeah.
0: What position were you? Guess. Forward? Of course. I'm a scorer of basketball and <laughs> soccer. That's just what I do. <laughs> Obviously, that's why you loved it. Oh man, that's so good. Wait, but you played <laughs> soccer through high school.
1: No, I stopped after freshman year. So I didn't play in high school, but I uh, stopped, like, after freshman year of high school. Like, that was, like, my last summer season playing select when I was done.
0: But did you play high school soccer? No, 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 I didn't play. Oh, not at all. Mm, So how how hard of a, a decision was it to make, like, okay, basketball is it? Once I got to that
1: time when I was gonna choose, it was like because I was like getting a lot of offers for basketball. I was just like I'm starting to love basketball more mm. coming like eighth grade. But like before that, it it was definitely tough. Like I I wanted to keep playing both.
0: Dang, I was the opposite. I played basketball until <laughs> my sophomore year, and I told my coach. I mean, you I played was, in high school I was, too. Yeah, I played basketball freshman. I played in middle school and then freshman. I tried out sophomore year, made the team. And then the coach, I told the coach, and this was when like soccer was starting to like be here. Mm-hmm. And I told the coach, I gave him both of our schedules, the soccer basketball schedule. And I said, all of the overlaps or all of the conflicts, I'm going to go to soccer. And he was like, well, let me right. think about it for a day. And they come up. And he was like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna miss too much. And right. it was, it was a tough, like, it, like you almost kind of had to like the relationship. Like you're like, Oh, like, basketball's not, never doing it again, you know? Like, it's uh, going to be soccer. And I was uh, pretty sad, but then after a day, I was like, mm, I think I made the right decision. I was right, not good, exactly. by the way. Like, not oh. <laughs> really <good> at basketball. <laughs> oh, man. But um, that's awesome. I love that you played soccer. Our sponsors at WIS know that mentorship is key to building a more inclusive and positive sum world, and that a great coach or mentor can make all the difference in somebody's career. Who has been the biggest influence in your life? Hmm.
1: I just have to say my family, like, just, you know, my dad's from Nigeria, so, like, him, you know, he came over here, like, his first job was, like, driving taxis, and, you know, he grinded to get where he is, now he's, like, education became a principal, now he oversees schools and stuff, and then I say my brother a lot, too, like, his story, but just my family, like, just, you know, how they helped me with everything how they were always on top of me like my biggest critics everything they definitely you know formed me to be the per- person and player I am today so I just say you know my family
0: I love that shout out to mm-hmm. the fam you have an absolutely insane sneaker collection but I'm yes. gonna make you pick your favorite what's your favorite pair
1: I said the off-white UNC ones all right that's I haven't worn them yet but and I don't know what to them with, but I feel like they're just, if I ever go broke, I can sell those for a good amount. So that's what I'm baking on.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully you don't go broke because you invest right. in sports. So one Exactly. We're gonna, you, know, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Um, all right. How do you take your coffee? Do you drink coffee and how do you take it?
1: I do. I just, I like regular black, just add a little bit of sugar and a little sweetener. I have like, you know, those little liquid zero calorie, like, little things you pour in for a little sweetness. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just
0: make it at home. (laughs) Nice. Taking up a lot of your time. I appreciate you being here. I love chatting. It's been awesome to, you know, hear some of your story and just all the things that you've done and I know that you're going to have a bright future. You're just beginning in the WNBA. So for you, where do you, like, where do you want to go next and how do you keep pushing and staying motivated?
1: I mean, I'm nowhere near what I want, you know, to be. I want to get a championship, maybe someday get MVP. Like it's just a nice. lot of goals that haven't even been attained. So I think that's motivation in, in the song to get there. So definitely got to keep going.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, I have a feeling that if you want it, you're going to get it. So uh, mm, I'll, I'll be appreciate that. excited to watch you and waiting for that MVP and that championship, unless it's against uh, Washington Mystics, and I'm going to have to cheer. for. Oh, them. that's your team? Oh, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. dang. <laughs> but all again, right. uh, thank you so much for the time today. This was awesome. It was really great chatting with you, and good luck this season. Thank you. Appreciate it. you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week and hit the subscribe button to be alerted when a new episode drops. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more amazing sports content, go to JustWomenSports.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Kelly O'Hara and you've been listening to The Player's Pod. See you next time.